And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. This is this is what we do, man. This is what we do during this pandemic. We still out here working. Y'all, just this brother right here making moves. Um, somebody that I'm sure got a better jump shot than me. I'm sure uh, time would tell we can go play a game of horse, you know, because I don't do full court no more, nor half court, but I could definitely play some horse. But, world, I got six-time author, speaker, a hooper, though. I keep saying a hooper, whether he won that minute or not. He, 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 he still got some game left in him. But world, help me welcome the hip hop author Shelby Paris. Welcome to Why Not Sports. Man, I, pre- I appreciate the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely appreciate the intro. I'm over here trying not to smile. Hey man, come on! I told you, man, ain't nothing but love and support, man, for another brother out here doing it, man, doing it out there in the East Coast. Also, I can't emphasize this enough. For the love and support that was been uh, being shown my way, Alexandra Bernard Simmons, a guest uh, a few weeks back, introduced me to this brother where she was like, "Yo, y'all should link up, y'all should, y'all should collab." Similar story. He's an athlete uh, turned entrepreneur, and here we are today, man, to uh, mainly talk about. The athletic days and how sports impacted uh, your life, but also it's a flagrant two joint world. That's y'all know how I get. It's a flagrant two joint. Y'all just stay tuned and we be waiting for that to drop. But how you been, man? What's going on in your world, man? I'm doing great. My world is great. Woke up this morning. I got a self publishing class that I teach, so I had somebody book a one on one. So did that first. Then about to say here, get to talk to you. And the rest of the day is uh working, putting stuff together, <laughs> working, chilling. Work. Enjoying the day, man. Yes, Life sir. has been great. Yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh. Life is great for sure. As uh Drake and Future, life is good, man. <laughs> it is. It is. And I ain't gonna lie, I've been enjoying the pandemic because I I spent my day doing DoorDash. Come on. So I've been Making us some good extra money. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> With DoorDash. Yes, uh, yes, sir. That's why I was telling you, man, let's do it at this time frame because I know after this, man, my next few weeks, uh, very, very tight. And I'm, I was telling, uh, my co host, Big Roy, Roy Boy turned up, bro. I'm like, yo, I'm going to ride my own wave. You know, I'm not one of them people that, you know, you connect with somebody, oh, give me a month or two. You better do it within the first week. Maybe two at the most, but after that, it might fizzle out. So I just want to let you know, man. I want to just being transparent to the world, man. Being in this game as long as I have, yeah, you 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 better that's, seal the deal. That's how Alex got connected. Yep. I, yep. I saw that she uh she has her podcast, and I think she said that she needed a guest. I DM'd her like right away, like yo, do y'all have guests? 
She'll be right back. What you doing tomorrow? Who's <laughs> somebody for tomorrow? All you got to do is send me the address. I'm there. Yeah, there it is, y'all. So for that you know, entrepreneur, for that podcaster, for that business person, or just in general, if somebody willing to work with you and you got the time, especially during these times, you better jump on it. Don't don't wait. Do not wait, man. Because, again, just like a sale, you better get them while it's hot because you try to follow up well. They mind can uh, be changed or they'll just do business or go uh, rock with somebody else. So, no, I appreciate that, man. But, anyway, sports talk, man. Why not sports, man? That's that. Y'all world, y'all know how I get. I start mixing the two shows, but I stay back. And make sure I'm, I'm going to get focused And get back to the lecture at hand. So basketball man How how were you first of all Did you play all sports Or what sports did you play Growing up you know, Typical basketball Football, baseball Okay. Stopped playing baseball At like 9, 10 And then it was just football and basketball Once I got into high school I just liked basketball more Yeah so I just really focused solely on basketball. And then from there, I got to play college, got to play professionally. And now, kind of, well, like I said, I just got my businesses now. Now, we're going we gonna to talk about the high school years as a ball player. What was the deciding factor for you to say, you know what? I'm not going to play multiple sports. I'm going to stick to one sport, which is basketball. Was it <laughs> someone that you've seen? That you said, you know what, man, I, I think I can do this. Or somebody has, you know, just gave you that that encouragement or just spoke life into you as a as a basketball player to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Nah, my cousin was better than me in football. I got tired of always being a top three player on my team <laughs> in football. That's real. And I personally felt like I was like the best basketball player yeah. out of out of this group that I would be around. So I chose to focus on basketball while everybody else was still playing football. And I like basketball more. And keep it a buck because I don't know if people admit this. Yes, I like being in front of the camera. I love attention. I Thanks. enjoy the entertainment world. <laughs> I wanted people to be able to see my face and know who I was being famous. <laughs> I wanted to be able to get famous and people actually see me and not just me being under a helmet and people trying to guess who I am. Nope, I wanted people to actually know, yo, that's Shelby. Yeah, that's Shelby Paris. I was really that's why I chose to focus on basketball because I wanted to be the I wanted to be the number one guy. Hey, that's funny that you said that. I told somebody that a while ago too. Like, man, who do, all you know is that that's the number. You don't know what that person looked like. <laughs> I was, I, yep, I'm definitely somebody who I don't seek attention, but I love the spotlight. Yes, sir. Always yes, has. sir. He don't seek attention, but he love the spotlight. Well, we spotlight him. On why not sports world And once you decided that You started ball and doing your thing Did you come off starting As a freshman in varsity Or did you just have to work your way up From JV sophomore year And then became a big dog uh, As an upperclassman So after my 8th grade year I was playing AAU And at the same time My team We had just won a championship for 8th grade year We all got invited to come work out for the high school team but mm -hmm. i was the only one that actually took advantage of it and went so wow. once the school year came i i was automatically put on the jv team i didn't have to try out for the freshman team i went right to the jv team okay and once the season started i went right to starting so i started off on the jv team great year great season 
really got to settle in towards the later end, that second half of the season, having 20, averaging 20 for a while and having multiple 30 plus games. I think I averaged the last like two, three weeks of the season, averaging 30. After that, sophomore year came, leading the JV team. Now I'm also playing JV and varsity. Got to, got to start playing more and more playing time in the varsity games. Happily, I got to play in a rivalry game. I got to play in our playoff game, a couple rivalry games. I got to play in our playoff game. So I was super happy about that. Really getting comfortable and settling in. My junior year came. And just because I was having a great summer, I was actually considered one of the top players to watch in the county or at least in the league. One yeah. of the top players to watch. Then junior year come. I'm supposed to be starting. I pulled my hip flexors that summer. Oh, wow. So a couple months before the season, I was sitting out. And then I just felt the step behind once the season came. I felt the step behind, lack of confidence. I, I I didn't have a good season at all. I didn't have a good season at all, especially for, I'm not going to say the pressure, but what, the expectations that yeah. were definitely set for me. And I didn't, I didn't meet those. I was disappointed in myself because of that. I don't, I don't blame the injury. I yeah. just, I didn't know how to, how to recover. I didn't necessarily know how to recover fully. Uh, that season itself was rough, but then nonetheless, going into senior year, I really locked in, was focused. AAU, we got to go down to nationals and play. We finished out like four and two down there. We beat the number 10 team in the country. Nice. And we only lost by one to the number one team in the country down there. And we beat somebody else that was like a top team and we were the underdog. So that really put my name on the mat. From there, I, I was getting a little bit of interest from, uh, I remember I got to talk to the Michigan State coach or one of the Michigan State assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. I know at the game I played, we were playing that number one team. It was Michigan, Virginia, Florida Gulf Coast. I don't remember the other schools. I know those those were schools that were there. And then I came back that senior year and took over the county to the best that I could. Nice, nice, nice. Now, who was there on the squad that is in the NBA? <laughs> I got to ask that question. I know it was somebody. Nah, nobody. It's people that I played. We played this one school. It's called Trent Catholic, where they mm-hmm. had two players. One of them is, I guess, kind of like a little cousin of me. Somebody that I grew up with and know. His name is Miles Powell. He's playing at Senior Hall right now. Okay. So, congratulations. Shout out to him because he's considered a... Uh, um, lottery pick, a potential lottery pick. Nice. So it was him plus another gentleman by the name of Malachi Richardson who went to Syracuse and they're from Syracuse. I think he got picked up by the Kings. He played for the Kings and the Raptors and I think maybe the Sixers at one point. Okay. Um, Another person by the name of Eli Kane who he himself went to DePaul and then I guess I, I'm, I guess just because of injuries, he yeah. wasn't able to get the certain looks from the NBA scouts as much as what he probably could have gotten. Yeah. But he was able to go overseas. So it's a lot of people from my town, it's really an underdog mentality. So a lot yeah. of people that was able to make it somewhere and go far with certain things, but nobody from my specific team that went to the NBA. I myself went the farthest from my team over the course of those four years I was in school. Nice, 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 man. Again, congratulations. I know a lot of times, too, when we go ball and go to different, you know, uh, states or different areas and AAU, 
it's always a couple of people like, yo, he going to the league. Or, man, he projected, like you said, he projected to go to the league. Keep an eye out on him. So that forced me to step my game up so I can maybe steal one to two looks from, you know, that particular person. So that's why I was just asking. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Uh, like you said, I love the spotlight. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely always play better with the greater competition. Yes, sir. I know Miles was great back then, and everybody knew he had something special. Like I said, he was able to go to Senior Hall, break a bunch of records, do what he's doing. And I was somebody that I was always happy to match up against, that I always had fun playing against. Yeah. And then, like I said, some of the other people, like Eli Kane, who went to DePaul, Lamar Morgan, who went to... Coppin State So happily I got to match up With these people Nice Often enough And it, it was fun Shout out nice. to them Congratulations yes, And I'm very very happy For them and their success Yes sir Yes sir And you successful too man We, we gonna talk about that As far as just the things You've overcome And overcame to Where you are today I know listening to the uh, podcast Think Like a Boss With uh, Miss Alexandra Bernard Simmons Man you had spoke about some a tragic loss um if i'm not mistaken it was uh a family member and you had like a period to where it was just like back to back to back to back and i was sitting there like again i'm pausing because i'm sitting there like uh that's a lot so if you could just share a little bit man for those listeners that might not have been able to you know, check it out or who do not know, man, just kind of let them know those events that happened to you to where you still standing and, and you're successful now. As concise as possible. At 19, I was playing for a division two school in North Carolina called Brevard College. I was considered a walk on non-scholarship player and I played for a JV team, which had a shorter season on varsity team. After the season, my coaches wanted me to move up to the varsity team, but they weren't offering me no money. So I figured, you know what? Let me go back home, try to go to a junior college, see if I could still get to a Division One school. I go down to, to Virginia Beach at the end of the school year to visit my brother, my cousin, my girl, the one that wanted to go down at the time. When I'm down there, I get hit by a car. There were two other brothers from my town who had died of car-related deaths. So with mm. the superstition of death coming in threes, I didn't want to be the third one. I dislocated my shooting arm, my right arm. I dislocated that arm. After that, now I'm spending the summer trying to relearn how to shoot. I come home one night. I get told that my grandmother just died. Then at the funeral, I didn't get to see her in the casket like I would have liked to. So now I got these two regrets of not seeing my grandmother. The last opportunities I got to see her. Then a couple months go by. It's about time for the school year to start. I have a workout for my team. My coach tells me, well, my future coach telling me that he doesn't like me just because I remind him of somebody else that he coached before. So I should have moved right there. This is a bad situation. I should definitely walk away from this to get it closer to the school year. My pops is mute because now both his parents are deceased, so he's dealing with that grievance. My mother was not working at the time. I'm getting up at 5 o'clock pretty much every day, going to work, class, practice, my game, back to work, whatever my schedule was for the day. The school itself had like a dark cloud over it. The team itself was a bad culture with my coach kicking us out the gym, telling us, I don't want to effing coach you guys. I got my shoulder calling a bad play at practice, dislocated my arm again. At that point, I quit the team and I quit basketball as a whole. I'm dealing at a point where I'm battling depression. I'm failing classes. I'm crying literally every yeah. day, crying on my way to campus, just wanting to be back in my old school, wanting to be around 
the people that I started with and came in with because we had a real big freshman class when I first went to my school yeah. in North Carolina. January come, I get a call one night asking if I heard the news about my cousin dying. Found out he died. I got to die. Well, passed doing something that he loved. He was hooping. Went to get some water. They said he was pronounced dead at the scene. He had collapsed. And that was it. Well, at least what they said from the cameras. And then after that, everything just piling up and was just built up. I remember I threw my phone one day. I have I didn't want nobody to have contact with me. Yeah. I even like lost my ID at one point. It was just a bunch of little things happening. I was on my way to my night class. I remember crying and saying, F it. I don't want to do this anymore. I closed my eyes, hit the gas. If I live, I live. If I die, I die. It was going to be what it was. I got in an accident that night. Was able to walk away from it. I uh, figured at that point, I guess my life kind of had some type of purpose. I started really getting back on my grind. Got back on the court because basketball itself was always medication for me. Yes, sir. So I got back on the court. Eventually, I started cutting out meat. I was making a completely... I was in a completely different space mentally. Made a complete mindset shift. That itself even led to a physical change. Still relearning how to shoot. Still subconscious about my shot. A couple months after that, I'm I'm in a completely new place. It's springtime, so it's this new birth season. I get a call from my coaches to come back to North Carolina and play. No hesitation. I went back down. Finished out with Player of the Week, Player of the Month, All Conference, All American kind of awards and nominations. It was definitely amazing. And from there, it was just, you know, I want to keep going. Uh, I got invited to play for the USA Select team that summer as well. Actually, my man, my business partner, DJ, he had sent me a flyer about the showcase. And I chose to go down to the showcase, was able to make the team, came back early because I got hurt. Mm -hmm. But I also wasn't, I made up my mind after being invited and making it, you know what, I do want to go back and finish out my last season eligibility. So I went back, I actually wrote my my first book when I was in school at, at 21. So being a full-time student athlete, but nonetheless, it was definitely a great journey. I had one point in that story, we were at our athlete banquet and my best friend had just got basketball player of the year. We was really, we, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if he was the Damon CJ of the league. Like, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. The backcourt was on point. I don't know if he was, <laughs> was the John Wall and CJ McCollum, but we was a, he was a great backcourt. We were yeah. definitely those big guards. I know he's like, he's going to be mad at me, so I'm going to definitely say it. He's like 5'10". He's not 6'10". <laughs> he's like 5'10", about 185, 190 pounds is playing weight, so he's husky. And then me being 6'2", 180 was my playing weight. Yeah. So we was a, a decent-sized guards, even though playing in that top D2 conference, being yeah. in the SAC conference. So yeah. uh, it was we was a one-two punch. He was averaging 20... I was averaging 15, definitely one-two punch, games where he might go for 30, then games where I might go for 30, yep. games where the both of us go for 25, yep. come back to the dorm room, and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that night, though, we he had that, he won that award, we went to an athlete banquet, and we ended up in a 6 verse 30 brawl, uh, somebody gun fall out, he pulled it out, pointed right at me, so I get a gun pointed on my head, I get my tooth punched out that night. And I know I had a complete mindset shift because when we driving home, I driving back to the dorm, I'm catching the blood in my hand. I'm just laughing, saying it was gonna be a great story to tell. I can't wait to put this in my book. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that that journey of of college and the resurrection, the certain resurrection for me. Listeners, 
I know it's hard to take everything that Shelby just said, but I'm gonna recap. And I was 19 <laughs> when all that happened. 19, turning 20, going back to school my junior year. Well, after my junior year, I was born in March. So, yeah. World, when I told you success and the events that happened back to back to back, I know we gave other players props, but now y'all see why I'm giving this brother props. Wow. I, I, I still, man, car accident. Lost close people, loved ones, accidents, violence, gun violence. Like, even yourself contemplate, man, should I live? And here you are today, entrepreneur. Went back to hoop to gain recognition and get nominated for awards. So that That's a testimony in itself. But when you was catching that blood, on your hand You said this would be dope For my book <laughs> I caught that I'm for real Like your mindset It's a mind shift It's a mindset And that's dope man And Where did that mindset Where did that positive Outlook come from though I've been studying psychology Since I was 16 In okay. school And autonomously Okay And I always knew that Smiling itself releases and raises these endorphins that releases these positive dopamine levels in the brain, which literally will have you react differently to something. Mm. I also really fell in love with studying and learning of the subconscious mind at that time too. So coming to this point in my life, I was literally forcing myself to smile while going through the tragedies of life or the, those events. I was forcing myself to smile even while crying, still forcing myself to smile through it all, to keep pushing myself through it all. And I just always knew, okay, I'm in control of me still nonetheless i'm in control of me once i was able to then get back to school you can ask like anybody on campus super happy always grateful always appreciative because it was it was a second life it was a second life for me so i was super happy just really was i, I appreciated everything yeah i don't even feel like using the words not for granted would right. be correct in this in this sentiment yeah I really just had a great appreciation for everything that was around the people, the people, my coaches, the yeah. culture of the school. Yeah. I love this school. I never wanted to leave. Yeah. Just to be literally doing exactly what I wanted to do, what I love. It was, um, it was amazing. I know you answered it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How does sports impact you up until this point greatly just the mindset itself for people that don't even know i was, I was born and raised in jersey and it's a certain mindset and mentality that we have here it's a certain demeanor and attitude especially a certain competitive level so that itself growing up in that world in that environment i carry that with me through everything even when i went down to school my one of my other close friends Fari, gave me the nickname jersey which didn't end up being Jersey because I was the only one from here or I was from Jersey. And people knew that it was different. Yeah. I had a different mentality. I had a different demeanor. The way I walked, the way I talked, the way I conducted myself was different than what people in North Carolina were accustomed to. And that itself, just literally taking where I'm from and what I knew of in terms of basketball itself, my mentality and the certain aggressiveness on the court, the mindset of I got to go right at you, but also 
knowing of the game to know that I have to pick these spots and I have to get to where I need to get to and I have to be efficient in what I do, especially because I used to be I used to be the slowest on the team in like middle school and everything. What? So as I got older, I always had to be precise with where I was going to be able to get my shot off. So it was just always focusing on efficiency as a defender. I always wanted to be a great defender, but I knew I had to play the man smart. I wasn't going to lock them down just by my lateral movement. I had to be able to create and give this certain space. I had to bait them into these certain positions. I had to be active and be ready and pretty much bring them in to where I wanted them to be at and put them in the position that I wanted them to be at so that I can win. So, you know, where the Sun Tzu, the art of war, is really setting people up and just learning knowing and learning and actually being a student of basketball and having a high basketball iq that itself allowed me to see life in a certain aspect along with my mentality my demeanor how i conducted things and went about things well i really do want you to appreciate this brother this this, this man for just sharing his story sharing his testimony this, this is why i love why not sports where we talk about the good the bad and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life man that very very dope story and for the books y'all gotta listen to the flagrant too y'all gotta listen to the flagrant too <laughs> on the books and his uh, uh classes that he offers and more things to come but before we go man if you can just let the world know how they can find you and the services that you offer that way when they do tune into the flagrant two they already got a head start <laughs> so i wrote five books plus i have an audiobook mixtape literally like the first and only audiobook mixtape in the world it's structured just like a rap song but i'm a rapper that doesn't rap huh. so i'm just talking but i'm catching the pockets changing the flow having a certain delivery finding the cadences and everything changing the tones and the tempos of everything. So it's it's called Communitalk. You can search that by typing in Communitalk or my name itself, Shelby Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S, it's two R's. And you can find it through all your streaming platforms. The books itself, I have a three book series of Change Your Subconscious and Accomplish, which is literally teaching you and I connect science and spirituality to teach how to rewire the subconscious mind to create new automated responses through these proven methods. I teach a science called epigenetics, which is saying the cells do not control the environment, but the environment controls the cells. So who we are and what we do is ultimately just based off of what's already programmed into us and what we've internalized. And I teach people how to literally break these chains, you could say, so that they can create new responses and new reactions for themselves to be what they consider to be positive opposed to what's proven that we live in, we'll say a polar aspect, a horizontal aspect, 80% of our thoughts being negative with 95% of those being thoughts that we had the previous day. So you literally could be thinking the same way you thought when you were five years old if you didn't really make a conscious effort to change that. I have another book called A Man Amongst Girls, The Thoughts of a Good Man in Females World, where it's just teaching brothers like, yo, you don't gotta be an ass boy, you don't gotta be an a-hole. Yeah. You can still be who you are, and the right. good guy is gonna finish on top, regardless of what anybody says. So it's teaching brothers to strengthen their vulnerability with that. My fifth book is my self-publishing class, which I then put into a book itself, where it's almost word for word verbatim of what I say in the class, but it's giving people the same information, teaching you how I was able to publish five books 
in two years from 21 to 23 i was able to publish five books two of those books i also do graphic design as well so two of those books within 14 days from cover to cover i made the book my first book it took me five days to write the book itself about a week or so to make the cover and this is at the time i was a full-time athlete <laughs> where I was wow, working on my I'm, I, man i'm sitting there like yeah this guy yeah. Uh, shoot people think i work hard yeah. you kind of you blow me <laughs> off the water big dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was able to put that book out three months later and then like i say i got a self-publishing class i got the 30-day spiritual elevation practice and god where i'm giving you a day-by-day guide of things i specifically did when at 22 years old i was able to manifest the porsche so i teach people specifically the steps I did and the why and how so that you can then manifest something consciously for yourself. I also have... Did you say a Porsche? Yeah, I, I got a Panamera when I was 22. Like a like the like the car? Yeah. The oh, Porsche. man, shoot. Okay, I'm just making sure the list is and I on the <laughs> same page. I'm like, a Porsche? Okay, okay, I'm listening. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I went and got that at 22. At 21, I started my clothing brand, Garden Apparel, which is a Jersey-based clothing brand. You can follow that Instagram page, Garden Apparel. My Instagram page and name is The Hip Hop Author. I also got my merchandise, my I Trap Books collection. And the whole concept is changing the narrative of trap. So it's teaching and showing people that we don't got to sell drugs no more. Showing young brothers, there was more to life than sports. There's more than the streets. There's more than music. Yeah. We got other talents that we could really exemplify and that we could really exude. So with the I Trap Books shirts, I got the Read and Chill, the I Trap Books shirt itself, the Book Fiend shirt with like the needle in it. It was being a book fiend because we addicted to knowledge. I got the load the clip with knowledge shirt where it's the gun with the extended book mag on there. And then I got the I know I'm cute, but what are you for the ladies and the books and hills shirts for the ladies as well. And my most recent project that I'm literally putting out uh, today as we're doing this interview is called Mentel, where it's an online support organization for brothers to come together of all ages to be able to vent, group think share ideas gain knowledge gain information as i got the link for that in my bio as well for at the hip-hop author on instagram i'm going to be uploading it and setting it up on my website shelbyparish.com paris the two r so that people can also sign up for that but it's five dollars a month i'm doing it through patreon five dollars a month full support organization for brothers and i already have different teachers and friends of mine that went to the nfl went to the nba people that have different trades that they specialize in, business owners, people that have their gyms. One of my friends who's a yogi, who's going to be bringing us through different yoga practices, people that do graphic design, people that have these vending machine businesses, who people who do, who teach financial literacy. So Mentel is going to be that organization every Tuesday at 8.45, every first and third Tuesday at 8.45 p.m. Eastern time for brothers to just be able to come through and sign on the Zoom, and you know we just wrap it up and kick it. Barbershop type talk. Barbershop type talk with some with some good lessons that's going to be taught as well. Hey y'all! If, again, if y'all didn't get everything that Shelby said, first of all, and I'm can, working on my six physical books right see. now too. And I got, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, because I know I'm forgetting something. No, I'm good. working on the the next audio book mixtape, and I'm also. We're waiting to see what happens, but I'm in contract negotiations with Sony right now to be what I would be the first audiobook author to sign to a major label. So if that bag writing if it's worth it in terms of the contract and everything, then I'm definitely highly interested in signing. So I already am working on that project. It will be my first full official album, album 
thing where it'll be about 45 minutes long opposed to the smaller project that was 20 minutes the other one is only about 10 minutes long so i do have that as well and then i'm working on a sixth book where it's called write my pains away where it's me pretty much sharing and writing out my autobiography up to where i'm at right now in life so to be able to share these certain lessons and experiences of myself and just i would love to do a netflix series and netflix would should definitely reach out because i got a solid about nine part series sitting down and talking for about an hour and a half to two hours of just giving straight game and knowledge and experiences that i had and it would be it would be a great series but nonetheless i ain't gonna waste time away from netflix i'm putting it into a book to put this out especially for the young brothers who's a reflection of me who played sports yeah. who felt like they were getting caught in between when you when you six foot in high school six one whatever you were a wing player, but then at the higher level, you're supposed to be a point guard. Yep. So now you get stuck in those positions. Yep. So it was really to really talk to and show that young brother who I see myself in that reflection of me. Hey, this is how you're able to stay up on top of stuff. This is why you should go to therapy. This is why you should do this. This is why you should do that. This is why you should develop these other trades. Hey, this is how you should take this situation and really maximize it. So yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it now. That's no, you good, man. I was going to say, you might want to say something for the flicker, too. But it's all good, though, man. <laughs> I, I, hey, they, they, the listeners, they love it. It's, even if you repeat yourself, flicker, too, has a different audience. And trust me, it, it's going to be all good, man. But this is yeah, dope, cool. man. That, that, that speaking to existence, like you said, man. Hey, the them endorphins, man. The smiling. The, you, you study psychology. You know what I'm saying? Since 16 and... The, the Sony is gonna happen, or whatever's gonna happen. You gonna you about to get your you about to get the bag. The Netflix deal, like you said, yeah. ain't, don't wait on them. I'm gonna put it out there. Then they gonna grab it and start knocking on my door and hitting my DMs and email up and hitting my bio or link in the bio to to reach out, man. And I'm a firm believer in that. And for the listeners out there, Shelby gave us some gems. Shelby gave us some things to. If you think, oh man, I can't do. This uh, Shelby's doing a lot, and he spent he took time out of his schedule to spend time with yours truly and to give you the listeners an opportunity to just be encouraged and don't give up, man. Regardless, you heard the story and go back and listen to it, or next time have a pen and pad because he gave a lot of dope information. The story that he just said, I'm still like, wow. So, world, make sure you reach out to him. Thank y'all for supporting me again. Shelby Pears, the hip hop author on the gram link in his bio for the different uh, books and uh, the class that he offers and just other things that he's doing to not only help the community, but also as a brand. And for me, first time listeners hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at it's Murph. You can find the show on most platforms. And if there's not a platform, y'all know what to do. Let them know the big homie is here. We need to continue to gain that exposure. So when that time comes, when I, I got to weigh my options and see who I'm assigned with, we'll go from there. But anyway, y'all, appreciate y'all. Until next time, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on